Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Beasley Silver has consolidated the historic Panuco district in Mexico. We're an extremely aggressive explorer that's having a lot of success with high-grade uh, results from two main veins, the Napoleon vein and the Tejitos vein. We've recently completed, uh, we will have completed uh, $74 million in financings in the last two weeks, including a $69 million bot deal and a smaller uh, non-broker placement for, for insiders. Um, this money will be used to further consolidate the district through the exercise of options, uh, multiple years of ex exploration through drilling and electromagnetic surveys, as well as optimizing the uh, production infrastructure of the project. One of the things that I think is important about Beasla is that we have uh, very high grade mineralization. We have a district scale that compares to uh, major districts in Mexico. And we have a pathway to production that sets us apart from our competitors. Fantastic. Michael, good to see you again. How are you? You as well. Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Have you so have you been down to Mexico or are you hiding up in Vancouver? Well, um, I'm pleased to say that I, I get to Mexico as much as I can. I've been uh, twice in the last few months here. Uh, it, was, it was quite difficult to be away from the project uh, during the COVID uh, travel restrictions, but it seems that you know we're able to travel uh, back and forth from Canada to Mexico a lot easier now. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, I caught up with um, Craig Perry last week, who's your business partner at Inventor Capital. Um, he gave us a little bit of a, a rundown of what, what's happening. He seems um, very, very excited, very pleased. This is your flagship project. Are you full-time on that, or are you have got to keep your eye on some of the other projects too? Well, I mean, I, I spend 90% of my time on, on Vizla. Um, I'm the chairman of another company in Mexico, uh, Tarachi, but, uh, you know, my uh, my time is split basically 100% on Vizla, 10% uh, on, on, on other things, and another 100% on my family, so... It's good. It's good. I like and that. That doesn't really add up, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. It's the uh, was it five a.m. to eight o'clock slot plus weekends. It's good. Such fun. Yeah. Hey, well, like, um, congrats since we last spoke, which is way back in February last year. You're up three, share price up three and a half times. Um, market cap up to two hundred thirty million. I mean, that's that's a heck of a run. I mean, what do you attribute that to? Well, I think, you know, the, the big thing is, is results from the project. I mean, it's clear now that we have what looks like, uh, you know, multi-hundred million ounce silver district in Mexico. Uh, we checked a lot of the boxes that I think were, were criticisms for us uh, early on. And of course, those criticisms were, were fair. You know, we had uh, options that were, were bigger than our market cap when we started. Uh, we had uh, kind of I think the title is how do I follow you into the unknown? And there was a lot of unknowns, you know, there was unknowns around, is there going to be a large um, areas of mineralization on these veins? If it's large, is it going to have good grade? And in the last six months, we've checked those boxes for investors. And I think it's clear now that Napoleon and Tito's have the pathway to, to very significant resources. And, you know, there's those two veins are only, you know, 5% of the overall vein extent that we see in the district. I think that uh, the Panuco district will continue to grow. And as we succeed at, at growing the district through exploration, you know, the pathway to production really sets us apart. 
Right. So, so let's talk about the, the, the plan. Okay. The business. I always love to understand a business plan. You've raised a whole chunk of money recently and you're using the phrase, you've got a path to production, but you're also saying it's district wide. And we've seen lots of uh, companies come on here with the different models. And, you know, you know, some people just like to keep drilling and that's fine. Some people want to get into production with only like 400,000 ounces. That's fine. What's your plan? Well, uh, our plan and, and- you know, I'll speak to things kind of as an internal goals. And this isn't stuff that we, you know, give guidance to the market because we can't do that until we have resources and, and uh, studies and things like that, where we can really talk about the exact production number, numbers. But as a goal, uh, internal goal for Visa, we have a target of 12 million ounces of production per annum. And our business plan is to continue to drill the Napoleon and Tito's uh, corridors and show uh, that initial 10 years of mine life. Um, at some point in that period of time, exercise the, the options uh, to own the mill. And uh, as we continue to go through studies and resources, um, demonstrate that pathway and then, you know, optimize the mill and put that into production and be a, be a large scale producer in Mexico for silver and gold. Right. But, but what are you finding? Because I know you quote um, silver equivalent numbers, but what are you finding? Because we've also got lead and zinc in there, but what's the portion, uh, portion of different minerals that you're finding? Metals. Yeah, so that's a, that's a great, great question. So uh, Napoleon is 80% precious metals. I would say the split kind of varies from, from area to area, but it's about 50-50 or 45-55 in favor of uh, silver to gold. Um, make no mistake, this is a silver district similar to any of these others in you know, Mexico, Zacatecas, Fresnillo, Pononato, Las Chispas, uh, San Dimas, you know, it's all very similar in, in the sense that 80% of the economics will come from precious metals. And typically that'll be about 50-50 or just a little bit more silver. Um, and, uh, and then you see some base metals in some areas. So we have about maybe you know, 10 to 15 to 20% base metals, uh, in some areas of the uh, Napoleon vein, but in the Tito's vein, we actually have no base metals. So, um, you know, the, the district is interesting. It's very large. And we have two types of, of uh, typical veins there. One's with base metals, a small portion of base metals, and one's without base metals. Right. Okay. So it's coming back to the how do you play this thing. You've got your own permitted mill. It's, it's, it's a small mill to start with, worth 500 ton per day. Um, what are the plans for that? Yeah, it, it is... Um, it is a small mill in the, in the grand scheme of things. You know, I think for us to reach that 12 million ounces of, of uh, silver production, we would want to see 2,200 tons per day. Um, that's what you see at, uh, at San Dimas. That's where you see at other larger commercial production facilities in Mexico. So, um, you know, there's a couple of options. Uh, and this is something that we look at already. We've, we've, we've built the team out since we last spoke to include BP projects, Pete Longo, uh, Marty Dupuy, who's our tech services VP. Uh, so P. P. Longo has a, a long career of, of uh, Craig refers to him as the most creative engineer that he knows. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's worked with um, a number of underground mines in, in, um, in Canada and is familiar with this type of mining. Um, Marty Dupuy, we brought from Pan American Silver. He lived in Mexico with Pan American in the past, you know, very familiar with uh, building resources around these types of deposits. Um, so with this, these additions to our team, we're looking at, of course, building the resource. And then secondary to that, we're looking at trade-off studies. You know, do we uh, expand the mail, the existing mail, 500 tons per day, 
to something in line with the Silvercrest, a 1,200 ton per day uh, milling facility, which is, is possible on, on the, the footprint that we have here at, at uh, the El Coco mill. Uh, and then do we use that as a step to build, you know, that larger central facility, 2,200 tons per day uh, to, meet, to meet that 12, 12 million ounce production internal goal, of course, this, this is all internal, not, uh, not, not um, you know, public uh, guidance, but um, we need to look at those types of, of uh, trade-offs and that comes as we continue to build the resource and as we publish resource numbers and, and do the studies. But, um, you know, I think initially what we could, we could very easily do and, and probably for around 10 to $15 million Canadian uh, expand the, the, the uh, capacity of the 500 ton per day mill to, to closer to 1200 tons per day. Right. So you're obviously not having um, trouble raising money. It's a, it's a great environment, great reputations uh, as well uh, with the Invente guys. Um, but with regards to the resource component, with the studies, et cetera, I get that you've got creative engineers on board. Are you looking to kind of skip through as quickly as possible that process because you've already got the mill there or are you going to have to follow convention because the market's going to demand that from you? Well, I, I don't know if the market's going to demand that from us because I think, you know, there's the there's the ability to do things that, that other groups have done, which is skip these steps and then go into production. But that's not what we're going to do. We're going to do things properly. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a younger CEO. I, I know that. That's clear. Uh, though I don't have my hair, I'm still pretty young. Um, Craig has the hair. He's also got the age. Um, and uh, Simon Smerlick's on our board. Um, Simon Simon is the COO of Osenko Engineering. He's built billions of dollars of mines all around the world. In my opinion, not not only because Simon's a mentor and a friend, uh, do I think that you know he's he's one of the world's best mine builders. But I think by his reputation, he is. And you know, we we won't. <clears throat> I, you know, I want to be clear that you won't see Vizsla skipping through steps, rushing to production for the sake of doing it, and then failing. It, it, it's about doing things right. Um, but what, what having, you know, the, the ability that we, we do have um, with the mill and the production infrastructure is to basically buy out that dip in the Lausanne curve. You know, I think we're all probably familiar with the, the Lausanne curve. For $23 million US, we buy that out and skip that step of, of permitting construction, uh, you know, all these kind of uh, things that the market seems to be, to be boring, albeit, um, you know, value creative, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's, we have to be really clear that, you know, we're not, we're not rushing to, uh, of course, the, the, you know, we're not rushing to get that multiplier effect of, of silver production uh, kind of without, without thought and without um, careful, careful consideration. And the reason that we're, you know, we're, we're going to do things right is because we have a board and a team that that's that's done this before and we'll do it again here so how do you tackle um a project like yours you've got these you know really high grade veins running through and of varying widths from you know i've seen a meter and a half through to three and a half meters uh, and you've got some lower grade uh, stuff too when do you start putting yourself in a position where you can talk to the market and say hey here's how i think we're going to tackle it we're we're not so concerned about dilution we're not so concerned about recovery rates the methodology is fine i mean what when, when do we get a, a sense of the economics here yeah so I, I think you know there's a couple of things what one is we're trying to disclose as much information as we can and, and this is something that we pride ourselves on you know we put out every single hole we drilled um, but you'll, you'll notice on Napoleon and Tijitos, we put out the average width, the average grade, 
the strike extent and the depth. Um, and the only thing we don't really give out there because we haven't published it yet is a specific gravity. Um, but you know, that gives you, that gives the investment public, uh, the, the market, the ability to calculate what, what they might see as a volume and, and therefore with the grade, you know, ton, uh, you know, ounces in the ground. So with that, um, <clears throat> someone could take a look at Silvercrest PEA or the ASIC of, of Sandy Mass, which those are two projects that we could think are quite similar. And you could look at, well, what would it cost to get that, that, that out of the ground? And, you know, some of those numbers are between five and, and $10, mostly closer to eight, $9 an ounce, um, you know, all in sustaining cost. Um, keeping in mind that we don't have to do, uh, you know, hundred million dollar CapEx for the mill, uh, keeping in mind that, you know, we're, we're funded to make those option payments. You could see that the payback at, you know, the grades of 450, 500 gram silver equivalent, um, you know, the, the, the initial payback and the cash flow at let's say a thousand to 1200 tons per day is, is pretty significant. So because we're not conventional in the sense that, okay, we found this piece of ground, we made a, a brand new discovery, you know, in Canada or something like that. Now we need to get, you know, all the, the organizations on our side and we need to permit and build something 10 years from now will be cash flowing. You know, we already have everything there um, in terms of the, you know, the operating mill, the, the vein is there, we're drilling it out. Um, you know, that pathway to production and that, that, that pathway and then, you know, through to cash flow is, is, is very, um, you know, it's quite a bit shorter than, than we typically would see. And so it gives us, a, it gives us the ability to look at economics in a different way, I think, on this. Okay. Okay. So there's some numbers there that we, we, we could use later and we'll have to make some assumptions, assumptions about the similarity of the oil body. Um, fine. But when are you going to actually put some numbers out there? When, when's, when's the maiden resource out? Oh, when's yeah. the economics out? Well, I, so the, the uh, resource, I think it's, it's kind of a bit of a, it's not, it's not the greatest answer, but we haven't found the, um, you know, the edges of the ore body yet. So we don't want to rush to put out uh, a resource until we know the dimensions of what we see here. So, and, and I'll be, you know, I'll be short, but um, you know, the dimensions of, of what we see are, you know, 900 meters for uh, Napoleon. And that's of three kilometers of strike that we see on that vein. So, you know, we could be drilling that, you know, we're adding two more rigs, but we can continue drilling that for, for months, you know, and we'll continue to drill it for years, I'm sure. But, um, you know, so we're, we're, not, we're not anywhere near kind of defining the, 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 um, the strike extent of it. And the interesting thing about Napoleon is that it's, it's completely open at depth. And we suspect that it'll, you know, it could even double or triple in terms of its depth extent. So we could come out with a resource right now, but we, you know, we don't want to rush that. And I don't think it makes sense to rush that. Okay. So I bet, I bet we better talk about the money that you just raised. What's the use of those proceeds? So the way that we've we've uh, broken that down is we have about $30 million set aside for exploration. That includes two years of about 100,000 meters of drilling um, uh, per year. So 200,000 200, meters of drilling plus $10 million for Canadian, these are Canadian numbers for uh, the air, airborne geophysics that we'll do, the electromagnetics, which I think is, we can talk about that a little bit later, but that, that's really opening up the district for us. As well as just, we, we have a, it's quite an impressive exploration program, but we have multiple teams of, of geologists that are regionally prospecting this, this district that's, you know, it's never been done before. So it's really, it's really exciting. So we have that, we have that set aside for the budget as well too. So 30 million Canadians for exploration, 
um, 10 to 15 million Canadian for optimizing, uh, you know, the, the production infrastructure as, as that time comes. And then we have, you know, some, some money set aside for GNA, about 5 million for two years. And then we have about $30 million for uh, the Rio Panuco option that we'll, we'll look to exercise when it makes sense for us here in the near future. Right. Okay. So you guys are serious about this being a district-wide play. That's what you've raised the money and you've set out to be able to, you know, put it on the table and say, no, this is genuinely district. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Just just on the option. Um, so when you say the, the best option, I mean, what are there limitations on that option or is that point at which that runs out? No, we, we can, we can uh, accelerate that at any time. And, and no, but that is that a long stop date though? I, if you haven't done it by a certain time, oh, we, to 2026, yeah. Okay, so, so we have we have several years, uh, quite a few years. Yeah, and and, and what's the money's involved that with that? So basically, we we have to make a two million dollar payment in the fall of or sorry, the August of 2022, and from that point on, we make you know two three million for scaling up. Uh, payments, I believe the final payment seven million, um, and that's in 2026, August of 2026. But you know, our intention was never really to make those payments every every year. It was to to have that option. I think it'll go down as one of the cheapest options in in mining history. At first, it looked so expensive, uh, but we paid almost you know we paid less than a million dollars for the option of, of that entire district. Um, you know, it was a great deal, and. Um, and you know now we we still you know we don't have any meaningful payments until 2022. Okay, okay, understood. And with regards to the um, sorry, with regards to the mill, what are we looking at there? So that that is that option. So the mill um, is included in that option. So I meant I said, are you? So there's no other. There's no other cost. Is this just pure optioning? You don't, there's no kind of uh, money that needs to be set aside for um, getting it back up and running. Yeah, yeah. So so it is operating. It's permitted. Um, we, you know, we, we, we definitely could use it right away if we, you know, if we were comfortable with the, the, the uh, quality of, of the, the mill, but, you know, we, as I mentioned, Simon Smirlik, Osanko engineer, and we, you know, we want to bring it up to a standard that we're comfortable with. And this is, you know, really, um, you know, without doing the studies, you know, of course, but from what, what our, our, our understanding and our kind of estimate back of envelope estimate is it could be between. 10 and 15 million dollars Canadian to to bring that up to a level that we're really comfortable with and, and operating you know smoothly right but that's money you none of the money just raises for that you'll raise money nearer the time when you actually you know optioned we have actually set itself. aside Got it. we've set aside that cash for oh, you have? from this yeah so so basically the the breakdown is we have about 85 million dollars we have a little bit more than that but let's use 85 million as the mm -hmm. um number yeah. or cash. We have uh, just under 30 million set aside for the Rio Panuco option. Mm -hmm. uh, $30 million for exploration, uh, 5 million for GNA and 10 to 15, let's say for the mill. Right. Okay. So I hadn't picked up as the 10, 15 mil was for the mill. Okay. Got it. Understood. Excellent. Um, can yeah. we just about the exploration component, just a little bit more detail in terms of um, what what type of exploration are you doing? So uh, the biggest focus right now is, is drilling. We have eight rigs um, going to ten rigs, and the dispensation of these 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 rigs on the property um, 
it's going to be almost, I think, almost entirely on resource drilling. I shouldn't say almost entirely, but, but the majority on Napoleon and Tejitos for resource drilling. Six, um, seven rigs there as we, as we get the other rigs to come. And then we'll have uh, three rigs that are basically out there testing targets um, that are outside of the, let's call it the resource area, resource drilling area. And that includes uh, Aguida Zarca, which is on Cordon de Loro. It's another vein in the center of the district. Actually, maybe I'll back up just a little bit on the, on the district and how we look at it. We have the Western portion of the district, which is Napoleon and Tejitos, as well as Josephine and some of these areas that we've identified with the electromagnetics. So this is a very interesting area. The Western portion would be a huge project for uh, a junior if it were on its own in a junior. And then we have the center portion of the district, which includes Animus and Cordon de Loro. Cordon de Loro is, is uh, what we think is an analog to Animus. There's a lot of Spanish names here. I know it might get confusing, but, but Animus was the center of uh, historic production for the district. We believe there's been about 100 million ounces of silver taken out of that, that, that corridor over seven ore shoots. Historically, that's on uh, kind of historic reports that we see and then, and then void spaces there. We think that Cordon de Loro has the potential to be an analog, but although it, it's never seen any real production um, historically, it's, it's, it's kind of preserved in terms of an analog there. So we're drilling there. We are drilling on Animus as well. Um, Animus is quite interesting. All of the history, actually, we probably talked about this in the last interview, but the, the historic production stops at the water table. We think that we're going to have success drilling underneath the water table there. Um, we think there's, there's preserved ore shoots there, uh, as well as new targets along Animus. And then we have, that's the central portion of the district. Then we have the eastern portion of the district, and there's some very interesting targets out there. Uh, we're doing a little bit more groundwork to, to work up those projects, but or those targets. But we have, on the project, we have an excellent uh, matrix, basically, of, of kind of early stage opportunities that, that go into our, our resource uh, drilling at, at, at various targets like Napoleon Tito. So the it, so we're talking. So you asked about what what um, what type of exploration we're doing. You know, we're we're, we're we're of course we're resource drilling in the western portion. We're doing some target definition in the central area. We're and then we're doing some early stage prospecting and working up targets in the eastern area. But we're also doing that prospecting across the entire district. And, and you know, there's many 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 targets to come. Right. Okay. Um. I, I get the kind of the, I get the um, the district scale, but you are going after that and you're setting out to prove that the high grade stuff. That's the headlines speak for themselves. That they they keep coming through, which is obviously good news. Um, with regards to the production, but sorry to keep coming back to this metal bit and getting to production bit. But it's it, it, at some point that's what you guys need to do. So, but if. If you were going to continue to drill and prove up the district bit, can you honestly talk about getting into production quicker than perhaps the market understands, or is that not really the business model here? Well, it certainly is. You know, I, it, for we have every intention of, of you know creating a, a very significant silver producer here, and Craig will. You know, I, I'm I'm perhaps not able to be as as. Um, uh, wild on our, our you know our projections here but uh you know we, we we really do see this pathway to being a, a comparable operation to a san dimas or a palmarejo or or potentially even bigger um but uh you know we need to do the, the right steps in order to achieve that and and you know using uh uh going through the the process of, of the resource 
to economic studies to turning that mill on, you know, can all be done very rapidly here. Um, done right, but it can be done in a short time frame. And, um, you know, so, so for us to look at using that mill and the production profile, if we expand it to a level that, that suits kind of our, our, our aspirations in terms of production levels and, and, and uh, ounces produced per annum, we can use that cash flow, of course, to further explore this entire district, um, you know, showing the pathway to what we see as multiple, multiple areas that, that have, you know, the potential for hundreds of millions of ounces of silver. Okay, I said at the beginning, uh, only because I think Craig used the phrase with me last week, you know, this is the, the flagship project for Inventor Capital, which is you and Craig. Okay, and you've got a portfolio of companies there. How do you play this? If you guys are going to try and set your reputations out, you're going to need to build a billion dollar company. That's what gets noticed, right? Rather than flip something which is like, what are you, 230 today? That, you know, a lot of silver companies have, you know, done exceptionally well in hundreds of millions. Um, that gives you a quick buck in the back pocket. But is it now about reputation rather than just cash? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about it's not about, you know, building this to, to flip it. I mean, we, we have had opportunities to do that already. There's there's groups that are interested in, in, in taking this on. This was a difficult deal to do. I mean, I, I think I mentioned this possibly in an earlier interview, but you know, I, I started these laughter. Craig and I sold our, our, our first company together. Um, it was a very hard thing in that summer to get the, the IPO done, um, which was a very slight, less than a million dollars, you know, it's a tiny company. And uh, for, for a while I was, you know, I was owed, um, I was, you know, I was running the company basically out of my own credit card and, and you know, bankroll making sure this Mexico deal got done. Um, so I don't want to just give up on this and, you know, sell it to someone else. You know, we, we've, we've, we, we know what we have here, let's say in terms of exploration potential, Charles Funk has done an incredible job. Our technical director has done an incredible job of this, this building. Interviewed him a week ago. Yeah. Put the whole team on. (laughs) So he's, you know, he, this is all of our kind of, work put together on this. And, and so we, you know, we, you know, we're not, we're not um, overly sentimental in the sense that it clouds our judgment or anything like that. But, you know, we, we, we don't want to just flip something and, and move on and, and leave the upside, you know, for the, for the next group necessarily in the sense that we know that what we have to do to maximize shareholder value here, um, you know, is perform on exploration and then on, and then on production. Good. Michael, lovely to catch up with you again. Good to see you. Um, good luck with the rest of this year. It looks like you've got the money to be able to deliver. Let's see. Let's see what the ore body gives you. Thanks, Matt. And, and you know, just some final thoughts here. Beasley is going to have an incredibly busy uh, news flow schedule here. Um, you know, I, I can see more great news coming out of Napoleon, Tijitos, as well as the EM targets that we've, we've picked up here and shown um, in, in the final release before the financing. Again, we're very well funded to accomplish these goals that we discussed today. And, um, you know, the three main points always, again, huge district scale, uh, massive high grade, and a pathway to production, I think that will surprise the market. So thank you and, and looking forward to catching up again soon. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.